Welcome to Otago American. This is Mikey Fresh here. I'm here with a special co-host, I guess you could say. Um, he's been here before. Uh, Soapbox Jay, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, um, so with, this episode is primarily about a um, couple couple different indie games we've been uh, playing, some of which who, which have uh, pretty much taken the world by storm. And I'm going to start with uh, Cult of the Lamb. That's like I've oh, seen man. nothing but Cult of the Lamb stuff all over it, like social media and all kinds of other stuff. It's we crazy. We are all part of the cult of the lamb right now. Yeah, it's it's in it's bananas, yo. I like like I posted a um a fan art of um Cult of the Lamb on one of my social media pages and it's getting crazy like likes on it. And you know, I and it's funny because a commenter was like, uh, you're not gonna say anything about the uh person who um made it. I'm like, No, it's I didn't respond to that person, but I did realize I forgot to put the person's name on the um give credit to the artist and um you know with otaku american we always want to give credit to the artist so um yeah so i was like you know I, that was a mistake on my part so i'm trying to think so before i get any further into that let me go ahead and say now nah, i just want to put that on on record uh the credit of the artist for that particular post was it's called T T F W No Cat Girlfriend. I'm assuming that's what that is. So that that was some yeah. It was weird because I saw it on Reddit and I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I I read everything that was on the hat, and I was like, that's crazy. I like that. That was dope. Um, but in regards to the game itself, like, how do you feel about? I think the game has gotten really good reviews. Um, how do you feel about the game personally? I think it's great. I haven't seen that many bad reviews about it either. I think it's uh, pretty solid. Apologize for the uh, the song in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kids do what they want to do when they want to do it. So, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. No. But I think uh, yeah, I think no, most I, of the bad reviews, not bad reviews, but critiques, happen in the very beginning of the game when it first launched. So. But with those some those some uh, issues with how the game ran, uh, there were some yeah. bugs, some some. some uh, game crashes and uh, uh, progress losing, you know, it, it would corrupt your save or your progress would be gone. So, yeah, I can understand that. But they, they seem to crush those bugs within the first 48 hours of the game's life. So, you know, that, that, that's what's happening. It's but like I, that sometimes I, with smaller companies. Yeah, but uh, it, it, uh, smaller companies, they, but I would say, like, yes, there were bugs and some glitches, but they had to crush that stuff to be perfectly honest they couldn't like just let it go because a lot of it had to do more with um like they were like progress stopping moments like like i said oh, to yeah, you yeah. i had two moments where i had saved the game twice i had two different saves and both saves at different points had the same issue where i couldn't get out of my uh commune and go into the dungeons so i was stuck in there one i was i was in for like 10 15 days and the other one i couldn't get out get past the first day so i was like and i had to i had to send an email uh, send a, a comment to the guys uh from cult of the uh, lamb on their um instant uh yeah, i think it was I'm either not, twitter or something like that 
and yeah, I was like, yeah, I had to, yeah. I had to say something because I couldn't, I, I, I enjoyed the game. The game is extremely fun, but you know, I don't know about re replayability, replayability, like you mentioned before when we were at work, but, um, yeah. in regards to the game itself, playing it, it was fun. And I was like, I said to you, I was like, if I have to make a third save, and the same thing happens. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing this game. So thankfully, the third time was the charm. And I'm like, I'm into like day 60 something or something like that. But, you know, I'm really enjoying this game. Um, what do you think are some of the reasons why a lot of people, you know, really enjoy this game? I think that's the, uh, well, the game was announced a little over a year ago. I think it was announced on August 24th. And automatically the art style just pops. Yes. Uh, it, it is a very unique art style, very colorful, very cute game, but very dark game at the same time. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, this is the Binding of Isaac meets Animal Crossing. It's Satanic Animal Crossing with yeah. roguelike elements. Um, I'm down. I'm very curious. Uh, the reviews have been pretty damn solid. I think the game is is incredibly well made. I am having a great time with it. It's just, I have stories from this game that no other game will replicate for some time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the, this game is, is, is very unique. I know. Uh, it... Also, like, uh, Go ahead. the base building is, is, is probably a strongest point. But yeah. The roguelike elements uh, do add an interesting and unique loop that isn't seen in a lot of roles, but in, in any world, like to be honest, I think the closest thing that comes down to it is maybe Stardew Valley with the dungeon crawling aspect, but you could completely ignore that if you wanted to. But yeah, this actually integrates it into the loop. And I said it, I said it on, 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 on uh, Twitter, uh, the roguelike is not bad. It's, it's not great. It's not bad. It's good. It's, it's good. Yeah. And uh, the base building is pretty damn solid, but by themselves, I don't think this game would reach the heights that it has. When the, you know the hybrid of it all, yeah, makes this game one of the most unique things I've played in a long time. And the game scores because of it. Yeah, yeah, so it definitely only does. Issue, only issue that I have is, which it might have been by design, and it might it, it's something that could be remedied in the future, is that the roguelike elements are very light. Uh, it's 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 not an infinitely replayable game, say like Hades, Binding of Isaac, Dead Cells. You know where I have over a hundred, two hundred hours in some of these games. Yeah. I, the game's gonna the game reaches an end. Yeah, it definitely does. No reason to continue. Yeah. So, yeah. but for me, it, it's funny because it's like it definitely has an ending, but it's like to me, it's. It, it, the replay value is not that high, but in order for like to play all the uh, doing everything you need to do, maintaining your followers and your base. And then I find that I'm spending more time doing that. And then when I have to go out to a dungeon, go out to the dungeon, do what I need to do, and then come back to the base and do the things I have to do there. So it's taking me longer to finish the game. Whereas if I were to just play the game and then go through the roguelike aspects of it you probably get finished with the game maybe depending on how well you play roguelites uh you might be able to finish the game within 10 20 hours maybe 
Yeah, I think 15 to 20 hours is normal run time. If, you, yeah. if you're a completionist, the game's going to be 25 to 30 hours, which is fine for a $25 game. Oh yeah, that's it's only cool. yeah. That's another thing. It's only twenty five dollars, unlike some of the other games that are roguelikes that come out. I was a little surprised that it was twenty five dollars. To be perfectly honest with you, so, but um, that was a good price. So I I had a feeling that they were going to do that. But like the Body of Isaac released at twenty dollars. Hades released at I think thirty. Uh, Dead Cells released at twenty five. That's that's the sweet spot. Twenty to thirty dollars for something yeah. like this. You know, yeah. Um, they, but the developers did say that we are getting free updates and paid DLC in the future. So I'm hoping that there's something that expands the lifespan of the game just a little bit. I wouldn't mind dumping another twenty five dollars into this game to expand the life of it. Well, they're definitely you know? going to have paid DLC because I think there's paid DLC available right now. Oh, that's cosmetic, though. Yeah, like, but still, I mean, updates. that's cosmetic, but I mean, it's still DLC that's you got to pay for so yeah so if they're willing to start that way then you know i like i said i don't and i've said this before in regards to other games if you have me pay like a relatively low price like 25 dollars is actually pretty good especially considering like playstation and some of the newer game game consoles are charging you 60 70 80 dollars for games paying 25 dollars for indie you know even though there's other indies that are like full price you know, I'm down for that. Like, I'm more likely to spend, you know, a couple dollars to get uh, some DLC, especially if it expands upon the game. It makes the game longer as opposed to, you know, the 10, 20, 30 hours I would normally get out of the game. So, yeah, if they if they give you most likely with, uh, with roguelikes, they, they, give, they do a lot of free updates with the yeah. game and they ask stuff and they'll drop massive updates for like five to ten dollars. And yeah. then they'll do cosmetic stuff too with it. If that's the case, if we get a lot of free shit from from uh, Massive Monster, then I wouldn't mind supporting the developer when they release cosmetic stuff because it's like that. To me, that's that's those free updates are in good faith, and and I don't mind supporting developers when they do stuff like that. Yeah, especially considering uh, that that cosmetics are just that cosmetic. They don't really affect yeah, yeah, yeah. the gameplay really too much. It's just you know. If you want to me, the characters already look cute. So you want your characters to be cuter? I was like, that's what, that's basically what it really comes down to. So especially considering the topic of the game, like the the game's topic is, you know, you're now, you know, you've become basically the avatar of uh, a jailed god. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Kind of reminds me of that part of it itself reminds me of Moon Knight. So like of a jail yeah yeah, yeah, because you're you're like the avatar of a jailed god and now you're like you have your own like you're starting your own cult and you need followers to help you know give you spirit energy for you to go out and beat up the other gods who are keeping your god in prison so it's it sounds kind of like moon knight so now that i think about it i'm like hmm, that's weird but um but otherwise other than that i'm you know i'm really enjoying this game so yeah but um there have been a couple of other indies that have come out and besides you know we're gonna start we started obviously with the one that we're raving about right now but another one that you know you turned me in uh on to is our roller drone drone and i was i was a little surprised like you you mentioned it to me because i remember i've talked to you about you know i've played and enjoyed like sports and extreme sports games 
And the mechanics of that game is very like Tony Hawkish. So yes. except you got guns and you're shooting people, but you know, you're doing nose uh nose grinds and uh um melancholy, melancholy uh grabs and stuff like that while also slow uh bullet timing and shooting people. That's yeah, yeah, it definitely has a feel like of a Tony Hawk meets uh meets like, Max Payne. Yeah, like Max Eternal. Payne, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I and it's funny because you we, we were talking about it and I played the trial because you know I still have PlayStation Plus because I just recently got a PS5. So I got the PlayStation yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. the premium, and it had, you know, a trial, which okay, so this kind of going off on a tangent, but I'm gonna do it real quick. And that's PlayStation 5 has their uh premium and their playstation plus situation that's similar to game um game pass and xbox's thing but they're giving you trials of games which is cool that you have to get it through it's cool that they're getting trials it sucks that it's behind a paywall but yeah, those files could be available. Right? Yeah, but they at the same time they're like, okay, so they're like they they advertised it saying you get two hours of gameplay. With Rollerdrome, you only get thirty five minutes. That's yeah, that's, it's like. I mean, it's I comparable. I understand. Like the game is not as long. It's not a 40, 50, 60 hour game. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, 35 no, minutes, that's a very weird number to be given people for a trial. I think that what it comes down to, the reason why they're making it 35 minutes, and I'm not defending this, but I think that it comes down to uh, speedrunners are probably finishing the game in less than. They'll probably be in you know, like so, 22 hours. So. Yeah. So uh, if they made it two hours, people could probably finish it. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. No, I figured it as much. Yeah. It just kind of sucks. I played it for less than an hour, and I was already at the fourth stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's funny, though, because uh, a lot of games I'm not a completist in, but those type of games, Mm -hmm. like Tony Hawk type of games, I if, if I don't get at least three quarters of the ob- objectives, I'm not moving on to the next stage. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way I am with these type of games. Other games, I'm like, you know what? I'm good, and I move on to the next ro- uh, room. But with Tony Hawk-like games, you know, Skate, Tony Hawk, you know, um, I was playing Steep, um, all those games, I'm more so like I got to get at least 75 to 85% of this board before I can move on to the next thing. So that's why it's taking me longer for a roller drone. So, yeah, it's cool. But um, in that regard, uh, so far, so good. I, I really enjoy the game. I like the, the mixture of the bullet time with the guns and the fact that you get to, like, you know, do a lot of tricks and all the other stuff. At the same time, too. And it's funny because you get do the tricks and all the other stuff in order for you to get more ammunition to then shoot more people. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's, so, it's such a video game as video game. Uh, the idea that you need to do tricks to get ammunition. And it's kind of directly Wi-Fi to your gun. Which yeah. is awesome, in my opinion. It's, it's so Doom Eternal. In yeah. some aspects... Uh, and, and also in the aspect of you know the, the behavior of the enemies and how how you take out certain enemies. 
You know, yeah. I, I really do. I, the, the graphics, first off, I love the cell shading. Uh, I think that you said it reminded you a little bit of uh, Aeon Flux. Yeah. It does remind me a yeah. lot of Eon Flux. It it gives me the not necessarily like the art style to some extent, but like the whole like vibe of the game itself reminds me of Eon Flux. So yeah, like and, everything and about it. And stuff for them, you know, making the main character a woman of color. Yeah, just because that's so. If if um, they were if the if the developers of this game were to tell me it was in the same universe as Eon Flux, I wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> so it sounds sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, uh, it's it's the the, the uh, soundtrack is awesome. I, yeah, I love the uh, the retro the retro sound the uh what's the the future retro like almost like eighties like seventies. This is how music's gonna sound in the future type shit. Yeah, yeah. But the game only takes place in, the game takes place in twenty thirty, which is not that far from. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like. I was like, really? We're going to start in 2030? That's weird. You I know what it... Like, uh, it I also... Really joke on that part how they talk about, like, like, you know, the Blade Runner actually takes place, like, now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Death, it, so. It's funny. I have no intentions of really talking about this game, but I played it on my other Xbox account, and that's... Um, I think it's Coffee Talk, and Coffee Talk, which is another indie game that I think just recently came out, um, basically you're a barista and you make coffee and other people like they have like humans, orgs, you know, a lot of fantasy, like, uh, um, um, demi humans yeah. come into this game, come into your bar, your, uh, coffee shop and you make them coffee, espresso, all the other stuff. And you're talking and everything else. It's funny because the first day of that game starts, I think it's like September 22nd, 2020. So I'm like, this, <laughs> this is weird. But it's one of those things, just like uh, Rollerdrome is only eight years from now. So you're like, oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying, I'm really, uh, you know, I'm really, uh, because I have the two consoles now, I'm really kind of splitting the indie games, not all on one, and I, I'm splitting them, like some on one and some on the other. So I've really been enjoying um, using, especially the dual sense on Rollerdrome. It's been like phenomenal. That's a great controller, man. It's like a really, it really feels next gen. Yeah, I, I like I have like I got the PS Five, and you know I was able to. Thankfully, I was able was blessed to get one, and uh, I really do feel blessed because you know that those things are like you know it's like Jesus comes down and hands you a box. So, but <laughs> but it's just like you know. It's yeah, hard, it, you know? it's it's ridiculous the the fact that two years from now, two years from the uh, its launch, and it's still just as hard to get as when it was originally. Yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's straight ridiculous. To, in order to get one, was 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 insane. You know, the, the uh, another thing that's funny about that is that you you have a situation in which they are bundling, um, Horizon Forbidden West with the consoles that they have come out now. And that's one of the consoles I got was the one where it was bundled with that game, which is weird because I got a, a, a physical copy console, but you don't pack in a physical copy of the game. You just give me a card and then I have to oh, download really? it. They didn't give you the yeah, they, didn't, they don't give you the disc. They give you a, because I'm ex, I'm anticipating a disc because I'm not buying the digital version. So I go in there, I open up the box. I'm like, yeah. And then I look in there and I'm like, oh, it's a card in here. 
I was like, why would you guys give me a card? That sucks. That makes no sense. You would figure they would give you just the hard copy. Nope. That way, if you didn't want it, you could sell it. Yeah, I mean. No, it's a good, it's a good game. But like, if I'm getting a physical copy console, why would you not give me a physical copy of the game? I mean, the box is big as hell. It it doesn't matter. You're not saving any space. So it's not, you know, especially the way the game console is packaged, you're not saving any space. So you're not making the box any smaller. So the box is still the same size. It has all the stuff in there. You could have just thrown open. When you're putting all the stuff in there, you put the console in with in its space um, thing, its packaging, and you just throw the game in there, a full copy, uh, a physical copy of Horizon Forbidden West, and then you throw the other packet on top, close it up, and you're set. Nah, they just you throw a little card in there. They didn't want to just sell it to Elden Ring. Yeah, right. I wasn't going to get Elden You know what's funny? I, I had no intentions of getting Elden Ring, but I might end up getting it on PlayStation. So. Well, it's going to be, uh, the rumors are going to be on Game Pass. Hold on for a second. Oh, it's supposed to come out on Game Pass? Hopefully on Game Pass, yeah. Oh, then I'll probably just end up getting on Game Pass. Yeah. But yeah, to go back to Rollerdrome, yeah, the, I'm I'm really enjoying the art style, everything about the game. Um, it's it's got like a mysterious kind of like aspect to it. Um, as you're playing the game, the way the storytelling is told is interesting. I'll say that. Much. Yeah. It's so stylistic and so fucking eighties. In the beginning, when you start the game, when you're when when you when you walk out the door, and then. Uh, you know, uh, Kara Hassan is skating, and she does like three or four strides, and then Roller Drone just appears on the screen. Yeah, and it's so it's so minimalistic, but it's so effective to to the point it's trying to make with the game. Uh, it, it's a very dystopian future, very uh, you know, like authoritarian regime, uh, with the whole Squid Games type mentality, but also like uh, Running Man, Death Race. Stuff like that. It, it, it does so much with so little. Like this, bro, this game only has three weapon types. This game only has six enemy types. And it does so much with so little. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got I to sit my head. But they made one of the strongest games of the year, in my opinion. I, I mean, I, I like, you know, the, the elephant in the room right now, the conversation for 2022 is, is going to be Elden Ring. It's probably going to sweep up. Game of the Year award, and this is the Most reason likely. why I think now that we've gotten into like it, it really started from the Xbox One and PS4 generation, and has worked its way through. I'm not, I don't follow a lot of the Game Award stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I could be mistaken, but I feel as though you should really have an indie game of the year. Yes, like yes. mainstream yes. indie game of the year, not like like you'll have the Elden Ring that wins for in general, and then you'll have like let's say Cold to the Lamb or something like that win for indie. Because mm-hmm. I think they do have them. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're like you. I don't think they're advertised the same way that mainstream game of the year is. Like no, you'll see not. mainstream game of the year on a uh, a box for the game but like indie titles especially if they have a physical copy you'll never see that on there it may be in the back like hey five out of five uh this that and the third but every game does that i mean every once in a while you get the game awards have like like one of those indie darlings i think a few years ago that sells one uh 2020 
Uh, Hades won a lot of awards, actually, uh, in the Game Awards. Yeah. As far as Game of the Year went to. Um, yeah, when I, I, I get what you're saying that they should do indie game, but I love it when the indie game actually overtakes the AAA game, too. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, they should do indie game. But, but, but I think Game of the Year should, should include include indie games and AAA and AA games. So but when, you know what it kind of... Re- Go ahead. No, so when that, when that indie game uh, does sweep the awards, or that AA game does sweep the awards, like, uh, you know, Elder Ring might do for some AAA games, uh, it, 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 it feels more earned. You know, it feel, it, it, it's, a, it's a stronger statement when, when a AA or an indie game wins Game of the Year. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It, what it reminds me of, to use an, an analogy, is um, to go the sports route, especially college football specifically. So college football has a playoff that only consists of four teams. And it's like teams that are part of the Power Five, which a lot of people know college football-wise. There's probably not going to be a Power Five anymore. But when they did have a Power Five, the Power Five schools, it took virtually nothing for them to get into the playoff. Whereas, like, schools in a group of five, they had to have, like, the perfect, they had to get everything right. They had every, nothing could have gone wrong for them to get in. Like, for instance, last year with Cincinnati, they're part of the American Conference. They had to do, they had to be undefeated. They had to blow teams out, the ones that they won. They had to do everything right in order for them to get, the like, the third or fourth spot in the playoff and i feel the same way in regards to an indie possibly winning good game of the year you have to do everything right you have to have like no blood bugs meanwhile triple a titles they can have bugs for days and still end up being you know um a great game and win game of the year so you know yeah cyberpunk was Cyberpunk the year Cyberpunk came out uh cyber, Cyberpunk came out it was a garbage it was like a a dumpster fire so yeah but yet it was still nominated so still nominated for RPG of the year somehow yeah and i think um now to go to speaking of games that you know haven't really been doing so well um i think the one of the other indie titles that i've been trying that i've been playing is um um, what was the golf game that you were talking about? The it uh, looked like the golf. yes, that game. Oh my god! I can't get see some mixed reviews that I've, I've I've been I was going to get it day one, and I see some very high good reviews for it. Like Game GameStop, GameSpot gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Um, some indie indie uh, centric YouTube channels gave it a uh, gave it high high praise. Uh, and but I've seen it as low well as as six point fives and everything, and you know yeah form your own opinion. I, I get what you're saying, but you know like I have you know again both of the land just came out, Roller Drum just came out, uh, Midnight Fight Express is coming out, so you know I could be a little bit uh, leery about what I throw my money towards and stuff some aspects. So I'm gonna wait till the game goes on sale yeah. before I buy well, it. Well, I went out and bought it. What do you think of it, man? And I'm an avid golfer. Like, for instance, we were talking about before the show started, we were talking about some things we're doing today, and I intend on going to Top Golf. So, you know, I, but, you know, even though Top Golf is not indicative of somebody really liking golf, but I am an avid golfer. But um, I was playing that game, and I've played other um, 
golf-like games. Uh, I played Golf Story. I've played, you know, Hot Shots Golf. I love those games. Um, and I've played some of the PGA Tiger Woods golf games and stuff like that. They're all good. And so I was feeling kind of apprehensive of a roguelike golf game. I can't get past the tr- the uh, the tutorial of the game. I heard it's very hard. I, I won't even... You know what's the funny thing? It, it's not a overtly difficult game. The problem is in regards to like a platform style roguelike, I guess you could say, it doesn't like... It plays like a roguelike, but it, but you're also trying to do golf, and like for instance, there's a there's the part that I'm stuck at is when you get to the game, and there's a a section in which you have to use uh, a timeout. Uh, it's like a time out of time or time something in regards to time where basically you activate the card, and it stops your ball, and then it drops straight down. And I'm doing it the way they want, but it's not done the way they want. So I have to end up going back to the original starting point every single time. I do. I use it. and, And that's another thing. The cards aren't like, it's not like, you know, you have to hit. For me, since I'm playing it on PlayStation, I have to hit the right trigger, uh, the R2 button, select the card, go through all the stuff. I have to go through power meter, aiming and all of the stuff shoot hit the ball the ball has to fly out i have to stop at the right time for the drop in and i do all that stuff because the tutorial was telling you to do these things i do all that stuff it lands where it's supposed to land and then i start right back to the beginning of where i was i was like what am i i'm like what am i supposed to be doing i don't understand i've so, heard there are some bugs i've heard there are some bugs that that kind of uh, make the game that that don't doesn't make things very clear about what's happening but my main and, uh, issue with my main issue with that situation though is that the camera is terrible. Like if you're playing that, a golf game, the camera problem. is terrible. You can't play a golf game and have the camera where the camera only goes as far out as where you sit in a frame and then it just slides over to the where the frame is because the pin yeah, or yeah so i'm like i'm like guessing where i should be hitting this ball as opposed to like with hot shots golf you play the game you have a pin uh, a situation where you have the ball and you're striking the ball at that time but you also when you go to really go to actually shoot and aim you can go into a different view and do the things you're supposed to do. This game doesn't allow you to do that. So you have to do it from that screen, which is like roguelike, which is cool. But the problem is we're playing a golf game. We can't do that with a golf game. The The camera is the camera hinders you from progressing through the game. So like okay. if, it, if it was a roguelike, the camera is great. Before a golf game, the camera is straight atrocious so yeah i've heard that the, the camera's not great and the game requires such a level of precision yeah. that is damn near impossible or you have to just kind of generate after playing the game for a few hours and and figuring out exactly what the game is demanding of you yeah um there's there's some good mess i mean the pixel art is gorgeous but i heard that I've heard oh no it looks great it's a great looking yeah, game that, that, that's, that, that, that might be the, 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 
when I do actually go get it, that's the reason that I will get it. I hear the music is good. Hopefully, they 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 uh, patch in uh, some some balance patches that that make the game a little more playable because I've heard there are some issues. Uh, so I'll give it a couple months and revisit it and see how see how people are talking about it. I think that the game will essentially turn out better, but we'll, we'll we have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm not making excuses for them. I, I, I that, that's why I chose not to get it. You know, what I mean, I was like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I gave it a shot because, you know, I, I, I do want it. Like I said, I want to put some games on my PlayStation so I could just play some games on PlayStation. Plus, I love their controller. The controller is easily like before I, w- I was watching something where they were like rating console controllers. And I think the DualSense was out at that time. And they put that like I think it was either one or one B or something like that. And um, I, at first, you know, not having a PlayStation, I was like, well, I don't know how well how good this controller could possibly be. But no, this controller is the best controller I think I've ever played. Controller is so bro, like easily. Said, like, it's it, definitely it, next gen. Not, yes, it is the most next gen controller I've played, I've used. I, I love the habit feedback. I love the resistance and stuff like that. Playing a game like Returnal, uh, it, to, do it's a, to do your gun secondary function, you have to... Uh, I mean, to do a primary function, you have to hold the trigger in halfway. And to do a secondary function, you have to pull it in all the way. And I was like, this is going to be a mess. How am I going to know when to do it? But due to the habit feedback, it, you actually need to press the button down so it flips. Yeah. And that level of functionality is insane to me. I, 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 it's like when I played Return, I was like, you know, this controller is amazing. Playing through Deathloop, you know, I, again, the speaker is not a new thing for controllers. Really. Controller with the PlayStation 4 controller, but Deathloop does a lot of with the uh, speaker and the controller as well. Uh, my one issue is the battery life, but when you oh no, the battery life is terrible. What it is doing, I understand why the yeah. battery life is. Yeah, I get it. I, get I give it. Sony their credit, though, because, you know, um, PS4 had a lot of gimmicky kind of stuff. Like you said, you mentioned the speaker, and it now has a microphone. Maybe it had a microphone before. I don't know. And the lighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so, you know, it had a lot of gimmicky stuff on it. And they took those gimmicks and really incorporated it extremely well in the new con, the new uh, DualSense controller. So, you know... Um, you know, I gotta always remember to mute the uh, the controller. Like, it's funny you like I mute the mic when I start the game, but no, you gotta mute the controller now. So it's yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, it but um, yeah, uh, those adaptive triggers are those adaptive triggers are like fire, yo. It's like and the the, the, the rumble, the rumble is is yeah, it's like it it takes the Nintendo Joy-Con, you know, the HD rumble that they yeah. did, and it, and it takes it to the next level. Yeah. With 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 uh the, the way the controller reacts like I if I played a uh, Horizon Forbidden West when you when you uh draw your your arrow yeah I I played uh Miles Morales and it's like the same thing so yeah. um before we uh uh close out this show uh, I just wanted to touch on um She Hulk that came out this past Thursday um yeah how do you feel about She Hulk I know you know I know the 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 anticipation for this show wasn't really as great as maybe other shows that have come out on Disney Plus, if not movies. So, but um, now that it finally came out, you know, how do you feel about it? I uh, I love this first episode. I'm not gonna lie. 
I I really enjoyed it. It was funny. It was it was that 80s level sensational She-Hulk vibe that uh, that I was expecting from it. Uh, breaking the fourth wall was was cool. I was happy to see them actually do it. This seems to be a very cameo heavy or guest star heavy uh, series too. I mean, we're getting Wong from the Doctor Strange series and. Uh, Daredevil obviously is coming. I can't wait for Daredevil to make his appearance. But that makes sense. These things, but it, it's not like it's not like I really, for me personally, I really enjoyed um, She Hulk. I was kind of concerned with how they're going to introduce her getting her powers, but it was done. It, I thought it was done well. I mean, you know, it it, it was was it like how she got her powers in the comic books? No, but. How she got her comics, how she got her powers in the comic books kind of made no sense either. So that's why it was like, well, okay. But this way it was like, all right, well, I can kind of live with that. Um, And the cameo thing makes sense because at the end of the day, I think she hope is more an attorney show than anything else. So, Mm -hmm. so in an attorney show and we're talking about the Marvel universe, yeah, you know, she's going to have to represent some evil doers. She's going to have to represent some um some uh heroes. And then Daredevil showing up is not, you know, ridiculous cuz I mean, Matthew's a lawyer. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so occasionally she's going to have to go against Matthew anyway. So Yeah, it's it's not it's not unheard of in the comics. They're actually good friends in the comics. The uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Matt Murdock is is definitely in the comic as as uh, as a friend, as an opponent in in the courtroom. You know, they work together on the streets as well. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's it makes sense. Uh, and yeah, like it adds up that he's in it. I can't wait for him to finally show up. I think that they said he was showing up in episode five, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. uh show only has what six episodes no it has nine episodes okay good good because i thought it was more than six i was like yeah it has to have more than six because i know some of the later shows have like i mean like daredevil's supposed to have like 28 million uh episodes so <laughs> so like yeah yeah but that one's gonna be dope um and yeah. then you have like it was kind of weird. You know what was a little... It, it, it has its hokey moments. Let's put it that way. Like... Well, uh, yeah, it's supposed to, though. Yeah. It, like how the villain showed up with Titania showed up. It was like, what? <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? And did a Liu Kang flying kick. Yeah, I was like, what the... F-? I was like, really? I was it like... I know, but uh, that's what I'm saying. That uh, with this show, like everything that uh, everything that like Iron Fist did, that was like, oh, this is terrible. And you're supposed to be serious <laughs> about it. Uh, like she does almost the same stuff in her show, and it's cool because like you're not taking it as serious. It's like at the end of the day, the part you're supposed to take serious, in in my re- opinion, of her show. Is probably the the courtroom drama stuff, but yeah. anything else outside of that is like all like like gravy. It's all like you know 
funny take it don't take it too serious like even the ending credit scene like there's a surprisingly there's a first episode this this is probably the first time we've had a tv show that's on disney plus that's marvel based that had the first episode had an end credit scene i don't think any of the other ones have have had miss marvel okay but i was like i was like uh, i obviously don't remember hers because you know hers uh she hoax was so so great i was like oh man this was great i'm not gonna spoil it for people but remember remember when you watch that show or if you've already seen it there is an end credit scene and it is i thought it was hilarious so i'm pretty sure whoever's listening to this who saw the show knows even if they haven't seen the show knows the cause of the memes right now yeah they're all over the place and, oh yeah and it, it, i had to rewind it and tiscana mousley is filling the role in my opinion i had no doubt in my mind that she was gonna she was gonna do a great job after seeing uh her you know do uh personal split personalities in um, black Orphan. Yeah, uh, I think she was. I think that that she's a great pick. I, I've been defending her since day one, and yeah. Uh, yeah, she's her her chemistry with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, like, I believe for a second that they actually are family. Uh, <laughs> he, like, they're, they're not related in real life. No, they're not related they're not. in real life. <laughs> their their chemistry was great, though. I have to admit, their chemistry was definitely great. But um, on that note, uh, you got anything you want to plug before we uh, end the show out? Yeah, uh, I'm on a uh, YouTube channel called The Real Up and Nerdcast. Uh, we are going to get back. Well, I'm going to get back on my grind. Uh, we, we moved recently and, you know, settling in. So hopefully by the end of the month, early September, I'm going to start recording again with them talking video games comic book movies, comic books, stuff like that. Same thing that we talk about over here, just with video form. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you can catch us on, uh, the, uh, just write real effing nerdcast on YouTube or Google. You can pop right up. Awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate you, uh, coming on the show. Kind of, you know, everything has been all over the place, uh, of late. So, um, as always for Otaku, Biotaku, thanks for listening guys and peace.